Hey there, thoughtful listener. What is your number one lead generation blocker? Head to upmyinfluence.com slash quiz to find out right now. That's upmyinfluence.com slash quiz, and I'll share why you aren't getting the intros and sales you deserve. We're also actively seeking guests for this daily commercial-free entrepreneur wisdom podcast. Agency owners, consultants, coaches, and B2B service providers, head to upmyinfluence.com slash guest, and I'd love to promote your expertise to our amazing audience. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Josh Green. Josh, you are the CEO at The Mather Group, and your website is themathergroupllc.com. Josh, thank you for joining us. Josh, thanks for having me on. All right. So I see you do three things. You do SEO, paid media, and the one I'm really interested in talking about is you've got Wikipedia. So I hope you don't mind if we can kind of anchor on that. I, I don't often uh, get to talk with people who have a really good feel for, you know, the, the culture of Wikipedia. Um, potentially, you know, if, if uh, you know, if your company or you as a personal brand reaches that level of notability where it would be appropriate, you would think uh, that there would be some reference some, you know, uh, mention of you and or your brand in Wikipedia itself. But I hope you don't mind. I'd love to talk about it. Let's jump right in. All right. So uh, first off, why do you have Wikipedia on your site? What do you do? Um, we help a lot of companies, big companies, understand what Wikipedia is and isn't, what um, their expectations should be and what they um, can do. A lot of times it's helping them deal with, with negative material that's out there and, and yeah. maybe not accurate. Yeah. So, uh, so if they were mentioned in a negative way, because obviously, well, cultural, like go ahead and explain how that works. So let's obviously nearly anyone can just contribute to Wikipedia, but that doesn't mean that it is the gold standard, right? It's, it's anything written it can be open for debate within reason. That's true. And, and you've got a community of, of tens of thousands of volunteer editors, all of whom are editing areas that are of specific interest to them for whatever reason. So you're exactly right. When you have a crowdsourced platform, um, sometimes it can be loud voices that are getting heard or um, editors who may have a particular point of view that they want to have out there. And one of the challenges with Wikipedia is people who are voluntarily contributing to a free encyclopedia are probably not going into it with the uh, mindset of, hey, how can I help corporations out today? Yeah. Um, so you can you can guess which way that sometimes tends to skew coverage of, of organizations. Yeah. So if somebody, let's say, Josh, that someone approaches you and they say, listen, I feel like I, I meet the notability test. Can can I have an article written about me in Wikipedia? Does it work like that? 
so there's there's a process by which you can sort of raise your hand and say to Wikipedia, the community at large, hey, here's a page that ought to be created. And you could say that about yourself if you if you wanted to. Um, the uh, amusing thing, depending on how you're dealing with it, is most editors take the viewpoint that if you have raised your hand, then by definition, you're not worthy, regardless of what the actual uh, facts of the situation may be. Um, it uh, oftentimes is sort of the, the old Groucho Marx saying of not wanting to belong to a club that would have them in it. Um, if you're interested in being in Wikipedia, many editors assume that automatically is a reason that you should not have a page. <laughs> right. Um, so there's a lot of, of um, uh, pieces of Wikipedia that sort of rely on um, asking for help from the Wikipedia community at large. Some areas that works well in. Uh, one of the areas where it doesn't work so well in is, is communities or organizations. There's a whole mechanism where you can request um, information to be updated. So if there was a page um, that was already up about you and it had a few bad pieces of information, uh, the best practice would be to ask the community um, to please update that information correctly. Um, but as, as you can imagine, uh, relying on the goodness of a internet community um, does not always go exactly as you might like. Yeah. I mean, I have, uh, and you and I were talking previously about this, um, you know, I, I, I've been in the media, like right. I've been doing this a long time. So about right. for the past 15 years, um, and, you know, just very transparently. So, you know, with that amount of media coverage, uh, you know, I made friends within the Wikipedia community and one of them said, well, yeah, let me go ahead and, you know, submit this. It seems like it would pass the notability test and kaplowy. <laughs> it, uh, it, 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 at least somebody with, from within the community, uh, who had more authority than my contact uh, said, yeah, no, nah, not this guy. Uh, and then a couple of years later, I, I came up, I had a friend. He's like, oh yeah, I'm really like, oh, I explained to him what happened. He goes, well, let me give it a shot. And uh, nope, that didn't stick either. So what am I to do? Well, I think um, the interesting thing about that sort of challenge is Oftentimes, it's not just enough to have published a page. Whoever yes. publishes a page has to be actively involved in, in updating and, and defending that page. Um, yeah. A lot of times, I'll talk to people who've had a page and it got deleted. And what happened is there's a process where a page gets nominated for deletion. And then there's essentially a, a week to 10 days of debate. And if you are not aware of that or monitoring the page or whoever created the page isn't monitoring it, it tends to gravitate towards the deletion arguments because mm. um, that tends to be just the, the default point of view when those get reviewed. So a lot of times people set up pages will be happy that they've got one that's sort of all, all done and then lose track of it over time. And then, mm. then oftentimes we'll hear, hey, I had a page, it disappeared. And you can go back and see there was a whole article for deletion um, and that maybe there should have been more of a, um, a positive uh, effort put in to, to sort of save the page. And if that doesn't work, you have to sort of go back and start over again on it. 
Yeah. So, um, you know, at what point uh, do you believe that the Wikipedia community would say, yeah, no, this is a well. And again, because there's a sensitivity to uh, this guy's just like a business person, Ugh, boring <laughs> um, culturally. That's not as interesting. Like, what would you say might be some of those notability tests that, you know, it's like, yeah, I think yeah, this might be appropriate to tell your story in Wikipedia. Yeah, and, and Wikipedia has tons and tons of documentation. That is one thing Wikipedia is very good at is, is um, uh, all, all their rules and regulations. And for um, new pages, the big hurdle is, is notability is that there needs to be a number of mainstream profiles of someone without quoting that person, which is sort of tricky because if you were the Washington Post writing a profile on someone, you'd probably interview that person. But Wikipedia's viewpoint is anything that you say is not considered a reliable source. I could say I'm, you know, six, seven and 250 pounds. Right. And that wouldn't be considered reliable. If the New York Times said Josh Green is, is six, seven and 250 pounds, that would be considered reliable. So they're looking for essentially the New York Times to write an article about me without quoting me or an industry publication or those sorts of things. So that tends to be um, the hurdle that, that people get hung up on uh, most of the time. So um, that's, that's the big one um, because it, it's, it, it's really a big distinction between the, the Wikipedia view of notability and what the rest of the world understands the word notability to mean. Um, and there's a, a giant gap between those things. Yeah. Um, certainly, if you can, uh, obviously, most of your work isn't around reputation management. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the weight of, of Wikipedia is, I mean, it's, it's pretty significant in yeah. Google's eyes. And one of the things that's often overlooked is it doesn't have to be a, a binary situation of I have a page or I don't have a page. Most people who are interested in being in Wikipedia are oftentimes um, doing great thought leadership work. And um, for example, we have a company that's in the business process automation space. It's new, but they're doing some groundbreaking research. Their information is perfect for the page on business process automation. It gets them citations. It gets them an SEO benefit. It gets their work out there. And down the road, it'll probably lead to a page for them. But in that gap in time before they don't meet the standalone notability requirements, um, there's an opportunity for, for them and uh, their knowledge to contribute to Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, and when you typically engage with people, what, what does that look like um, you know, when you were talking about a reputation issue? Yeah, normally it's, it's an ongoing month-to-month type of situation. Some people have a crisis situation that they need to deal with immediately and others, other clients have longer term needs. Um, but usually we're trying to help them understand the situation they find themselves in and then figure out a plan in terms of, of how to, uh, to mitigate it or to deal with it. Um, because every situation is a little bit different. It might be that there's been 
some situation that now takes up eight of the top 10 Google results, which, you know, might not paint a fair picture of, of what's going on. And the question is, okay, what can you, what can you do about that? And what are the different sort of timeframes and efforts involved in doing that? Yeah. Um, and, and so when, uh, you know, do, do you typically work with people ongoing or is it kind of more project-based? Usually it's ongoing. Um, most of the time when you're working with, with companies in the, you know, maybe hundred million dollar plus range, they, they're um, pretty particular and, and invested in what their brand is and how it's being represented. And it's sort of an ongoing effort in much the same way their, their press efforts might be ongoing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, again, your website is the Mather Group LLC.com. Um, the, um, you know, I'm wondering, um, you know, does someone contact you if they're like, hey, uh, we got some bad stuff out there? Uh, it is, would that be a common use case? Yeah, I, I mean, we, we typically hear more from people who are in crisis or dealing with the aftermath of a crisis. Uh, um, it's generally easier if you're doing stuff in advance, um, but much like taking vitamins, people tend to wait till they're sick to try and figure out how to fix a situation. So um, a lot of times it's, it's a question of yeah. what do you do once something's happened and you're, you're trying to sort of bounce back from that. Mm. If, if, uh, if someone were to, uh, I, I mean, I, I would imagine you, you do get uh, clients as well that, hey, I just want to proactively keep on being an awesome person in the world. <laughs> what, what sort of things do you, do you like to see them doing? Well, a lot of that is, is making sure that their online presence is up to date. One of the nice things, if you're a bigger company, is a lot of your profiles are going to be highly visible. So if you're um, IBM, for example, or, or even a, a much smaller company, you're going to have a LinkedIn page, you're going to have a company page, you're going to have a, a Twitter account, you're probably going to have a Twitter feed or a YouTube feed that's showing up in your search results. So if you're updating those and, and working on those, that's going to give you a pretty solid base so that when there are other things that come out, there's just not going to be that many opportunities yeah. for them um, to, to creep into the top 10 results for you versus yeah. if you do nothing, um, you know, maybe you're a wholesaler and you just have a couple order forms online, it's going to be easier for that vacuum to get filled up by whatever sort of sites are out there yeah. that, that might have your name on them. All right. Good, bad, or ugly. How am I looking? You are looking great. Actually, when we look at your page um, and I search on your name, there's not a lot of negative information, um, yeah. you know, and the other thing that you have going on, two things are you have both a Twitter feed, so you're an active tweeter, so you've got this giant amount of space when I search on your name with all your tweets, and then you've got a giant amount of space with your videos, so if I was going to publish, if there was going to be a negative story about you, it probably only would have a shot at getting into slots seven, eight, or nine in Google, unless you made the front page of the New York Times for something. Mm. Absent that level of scandal, there's, there's not much there, right? Like, even if there was going to be one of those, um, you know, Josh's net worth is now $37 billion type of pages, 
it probably wouldn't make it much beyond slot nine or 10. So you're mm -hmm. in good shape. Most of those things that are there are not going to get bumped off very easily at all. Yeah. Hey, how do you get the side panels? I noticed, um, and, and again, I'm just kind of, when I Google my name, mm -hmm. um, I see this little side panel here. Right. Do you? Um, I don't when I search on it right now. That's because that's called the knowledge panel. Yeah. And you you own it. So um, that's good for you from the standpoint of you have some control over that. Yeah. And then there's a whole um, school of, of thought about how um, by essentially having the same uh, bio information, both on your site and the same bio across all your social channels. Eventually, right. you're training Google uh, to pop up a knowledge panel about you. So um, it, it's one of those things that's develops over uh, time as that story is getting told about you. So um, there's there's actually um, a number of things we've put together on our blog about how a knowledge panel gets gets popped up, which I think would be interesting to um, read. Yeah, how can anyone have a knowledge panel? It takes work. Um, Somehow I got it and I don't know why. <laughs> right, um, theoretically you could, but in general it sort of requires a uh, solid footprint across the internet that says to Google, Josh runs upmyinfluence.com and here are these essentially 87 different ways we're telling Google this and Google essentially says at some point, got it. All right, Josh, knowledge panel. Here it is in the top right. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Josh Green, uh, your website, themathergroupllc.com. Who should be reaching out to you? Um. We do a variety of webinars. So if you've got curious um, curiosity about why you're showing up online or something that you want to fix, um, even uh, you know if you're not going to be a client, you're still welcome to attend a lot of those. We have a lot of great information on the blog about how you can clean up your presence online um, and just show the correct face of yourself to the world. So I would encourage people to take a look. And uh, if they want to chat, just drop me a line. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Josh Green, thank you so much. Your website, themathergroupllc.com. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stop by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, 
seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.